Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. So welcome to this episode of the Roxpile Rockies Report brought to you by Roxpile.com. My name is Kevin Henry. I am one of the co-experts on the site. And what you'll hear shortly is part two of a two-part interview that we are doing with with Manny Rondawa of the MLB.com site. Uh, what I did is that I made sure to talk about what is happening with the Rockies, with Manny, get his thoughts on it, uh, and then share that with you. And part one of the podcast that you'll hear later this week will be about his push with Larry Walker uh, as far as the book that he will be releasing on November 18th, a lot going on there. But I wanted to make sure that I shared this part of the interview with you because I think it's very timely uh, with Nolan Arenado just winning his seventh consecutive gold glove and so much going on as far as uh, offseason uh, with moves and everything else happening. Manny and I really dove into what we think will happen with the Rockies, where we think they're going, what to expect from 2020, and so much more. So I hope that you enjoy this talk. I really enjoyed diving into it with Manny. Great guy. Make sure you're following him on Twitter, at Manny on MLB. And without further ado, here is part two of our two-part podcast about the current and future of the Colorado Rockies. Enjoy. Well, hey, before I let you go, I also want to kind of touch on the present of the Rockies and maybe where they're heading. And, you know, obviously we've seen uh, Chad Bettis and Tyler Anderson and no longer with the team now. We've seen some changes that the team has made. Where do you think this team is heading and some of the moves that they've made? Well, I, I you know, I take it back to um, the, uh, the press conference that uh, – Jeff Radich and, and Dick Monfort and Buddy Black held there um, just after the end of the season. Yep. And, um, you know, when they said that they just went, they just came out and said, we're not going to spend very much money this off season. Yeah. That to me um, indicates that this is whatever is going to happen. And, and so far, I mean, it's, it's early, but that's kind of what's happened so far. So what, whatever is going to happen, whether by way of subtraction or addition is going to be, um, it, it's not going to be a game changer. Um, this is going to be, and this club needs a game changer. What's going to yeah. happen, I think, is, um, you know, you will see, you might see some bullpen improvements or, or they're going to try to maybe 
bolster the bullpen a little bit. Um, you might see um, a small moves here and there, but if they're if they're going to go on and 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 basically be be true to the statement they made, which is we're not going to be spending all that much money this offseason. You're going to come back mostly with the same club next year. Um, you're going to be hoping for Ryan McMahon to continue his trajectory. He's been been developing well. You're going to expect for guys that you um, younger younger guys that you um, you hope will contribute. There's the key word hope because yep. you really don't have uh, a baseline to, to to judge off of as to what you can expect. Um, and that's why projections are hard for teams. Uh, preseason projections are hard for teams that are really, really super young and are rebuilding because, yeah, you know they're not going to be good, but you can't really peg exactly how they're going to be because you don't really know what to expect from individual players because there's no history there uh, in the major leagues. So that's kind of what the Rockies are hoping will be the difference, it seems to me, because the rest of the ro roster, um, you know, I know there will be some pitchers that won't be there. They might try to add a little bit here and there. But for the most part, as far as what, what you're looking at from a 30,000-foot view, I think it's going to be the same. And that's problematic given what happened in, in 2019. Yeah. I don't think they're as bad as um, their record was in 2019, but they're also not um, a playoff team either. So, you know, I, I think um, I know a lot of your listeners and a lot of people on, on Rocky's Twitter, you know, they, they don't, they, they're not very fond of Dan, Dan Simborski uh, of, uh, of ESPN and, and Fangraphs. He, you know, he um, put a really good article out there um, around the, I think around the trade deadline and basically led it off with, um, we always, you know, the very first team and individual uh, player we think about when we think about wasting a prime, the prime years of a great player, uh, Mike Trout and the Angels. But let's look at the Colorado Rockies. Yeah. And basically Nolan Arenado is the main guy to look at there. But of course, Trevor Story is right there too. So, you know, he, he basically took the, um, the wins above replacement from all the players um, on the team that in the active roster outside of the two star, uh, the two stars, you know, the two, ma two, two major stars on each team, the two best players. And he added, you know, he just accumulated the numbers and, and the Rockies were down near the bottom of the league in terms of the value of, of play they're getting out of the people around those two guys, Nolan Arnado and Trevor Story, as far as position players are concerned. Um, you know, and, and it's, it, the problem is, you know, You've got, you know, your Tapias, your Desmonds, your, you know, people who are guys who are out, are in, in and out of the lineup um, during the season. And there are the supporting cast for these guys like Nolan Arenado, who is a once in a generation talent, and yeah. they're not producing. And so when you're doing that and the, and the types of moves that they made um, that have backfired, obviously, yeah, hindsight is twenty twenty. But, you know, Ian Desmond, I love Ian Desmond. Great dude. Um, but Good person. Absolutely. He was a never a $70 million player. And so um, a five-year $70 million player. So, you know, right off the bat, you're, you're, you're overpaying a guy in my view. And then that creates a huge expectation, which is just setting him up to setting him up for um, fans to, to, to be all over him, and also setting up the Rockies for, for a lot of ridicule because, Oh, this guy, you know, he paid him this much and this is what he produced. Well, you should have seen that coming a little bit, you know, maybe not as to quite the degree it went because he was really, really, struggling a lot for there for about two years. Um, but the bottom line is we make moves like that. And obviously I don't think anybody was looking at the, the bullpen moves they made last off season and saying, um, or two years ago and saying, wow, um, this is a bad move bringing in Wade Davis and Brian Shaw. Cause they were, they were tremendous. They're, they're yep. all stars They're They, you know, Wade Davis was on that world series winning team with the Royals in 2015, but nevertheless, it, it is what it is in terms of what's happened. And now between that, spending all that money there 
and not being, and, and that, that's part of the reason you can't spend money now. And then taking and, you know, looking at your farm system being toward the, toward the bottom of baseball in terms of the talent and, and the talent really is at the bottom of it. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of bottom heavy instead of major league ready talent. So all of that put together, I just think the Rockies are handcuffed. I don't think there's much that they can do um, uh, in this off season. I know it, it doesn't, it's, it's not a good prognosis, at least from my perspective, but that's just how I see it. And I don't think that, um, and then, you know, in, in the next year or two, it's going to really start to, the, the pressure is going to come to bear because Nolan Arenado is going to, he's getting closer and closer. He's one day closer to his opt out today than he was yesterday. And yeah. You're not getting better. I just, you know, Nolan, I have no idea what he's going to do, but I just don't see him as a type of guy who can stand losing for so long. And um, I think that that, if that continues to happen, I think there's a real danger that he will, he will leave. I, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's just complete shot in the dark speculation. No, I have no basis for this other than, Oh, this is interesting. Um, and that is that Justin Turner becomes a free agent the year that Nolan Arnauto can opt out. Oh. And, and so oh. Nolan is from Southern California. Yeah. he would be playing at sea level, which to me, you take a guy away from here um, having to, to deal with the rigors on the, uh, on the body of going, down to sea level and back 12 for 12 road trips a year. You take that element away and they're going to be even better. So Lauren Arnott is an MVP candidate, a perennial MVP candidate. You know, he's playing at sea level. He's a, he's already a three time. He's the national league version of, of Mike Trout or, or an approximation yeah. of national league version of Mike Trout. He doesn't have the five tools, but as far as the value he brings at the plate, the value he brings on defense, um, you take him out of this altitude. And I think he, you know, I don't know if he, if that's something he's thinking about, and you know, but that's definitely a factor. So, the Rockies need to do something drastic, and I don't think the drastic move is going to come. Well, and I, you know, I saw in the clubhouse, you saw in the clubhouse that you're right. Losing wears on Nolan Arenado, losing yes. war on a lot of those guys, and if we're in for another season that there's, you know, a lot of hope involved with what's going to happen next year. Right. It, it could – it's a kind of a tenuous situation, honestly, at least in my opinion. I agree. I think it's um, – look, you know, I, it, I'm not I'm – not, we're, we're not front office guys. We're not in baseball ops. Right? We're not – so we say this from our own perspective um, as, as uh, you know, as media, as, as observers of what's happening and reporters of what's happening. Um, but we certainly have the um, responsibility of doing so because that's our job. We report. And so – Part of that is analyzing what's happened and what might happen going forward. And right now for the Rockies, it is just that. Um, bad, bad moves, moves that have backfired um, in terms of free agent signings. And um, you, you, your, your minor league system, um, the, the, the heyday of the minor league system was when, when you, you brought up like Trevor Story and you brought yeah. up Tim Gray and you brought up these guys where these were the jewels of the minor league system. Not to say they aren't there now, they aren't there now, but it's not that level of talent. And it's not major league ready. So over the next, you got to look at the next two years. Um, we're not looking five or ten years down the road. You got to look at the next two years because yep. that's how long you have Arenado guaranteed. Um, and you're going to have to pay Trevor Story before that too. So all of this put together, it just um, if if they don't, the only way that they can make the drastic move they need to make is if they are willing to spend more more money. They came out right right out there in the open point blank saying we're not going to do that. Yep. So that's why the view is so pessimistic from my end about what this team is next year. Um, Agreed. Like I said, I don't think they're they're a 90 loss team, but I don't. I also don't think they're an 85 win team. 
And um, so I think that that's not going to be good enough to get into the postseason. And I think Nolan Arenado, his world-class talent and how much, you know, the other thing is a CBA is going to be coming up and, uh, the, you know, renegotiating that. And yep. we know how free agency has changed so much lately. And, you know, Nolan's going to take a look at what he's getting paid here versus what he might get on the open market, given a depressed free agent market, if it still is that way by the, at that point. Um, but if it is not, or if he thinks that, you know, I'll even take a, I'll even eat a little bit or take a little bit of a haircut here on my, on my salary that I could earn um, here versus there, because I want to go and I want to go somewhere where I can win a world series. Yep. Um, and he's not getting any younger. He's still a young man, but you know, he's not, you know, by the time he's a, he's an opt out, I think he'll be 30, right? 31. That's right. Yep. And, and so at that point you are, you are on the other, you're on the other end of your prime years. And so, you know, time will be running out and he'll want to win. So I just don't see how, um, I think I, I, you know, I, I wasn't there, but I think that Breidich may have said, maybe you, you might've been there, may have said, I don't feel any specific pressure. Yeah, very much. Yeah. Nolan is uh, going to opt out in a couple, or has an opt out option in, in, in a couple of years. I just don't get that mindset um, because if you don't win, how long does a guy, you know, wait, you know, and, and, and Nolan signed a huge extension here. And that, there's, there's a lot of faith there, you know, um, and they haven't so far, they haven't rewarded that faith um, in terms of, you know, getting him deep into the postseason. Um, there were a couple of years there, but black has done an amazing, amazing job. Um, he, he can only do what he can do with what he has right. to work with. Exactly. That's where he's at. And, and I think that's what the current status or state of the organization is. And I, I just don't, other than increasing your payroll, I really don't see the, a move drastic enough to make this team a, a postseason contender in the next couple of years. Yeah, to me it was really surprising, and you know, I, I asked the question at the at that October conference about yeah. the minor league system and about needing to retool it, and I was really surprised how they were very adamant that they're happy with where it is, and I yeah, I kind of looked at it and I'm like, okay, <laughs> really? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, didn't didn't Dick Montfort say something about how well? What did the Dodgers do last year? So yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, or something well the Dodgers are you're not the Dodgers man I mean right. you, you're, you, you do not have the players the Dodgers had around their two super their top two or top three superstars you are not a team that has the farm top five farm system like the Dodgers do you are not a team that that bring that that apparently that develops players to the point where you get um guys like Will Smith coming up here and crushing the Rockies you know um with a walk-off home run you don't uh, you don't get guys yeah. like you don't get you don't turn around guys like Max Muncy, you, you know, all of this stuff has not happened with the Rockies and you got to ask why. And, you know, part of the reason you would imagine, I don't know for sure, but part of the reason you would imagine is, you know, player development is not as focused maybe on analytics as, as, as much as they, as they yep. ought to be given where other teams are at. Um, one of the things Zimborski I think wrote about was that, you know, as of 2017, I guess um, it might've been, I'd have to go back and look. The Rockies had like four people in their analytics department and, the Dodgers had like 20, you know, it's like th there needs to be a movement with the times and there needs to be not only just movement with, for movement's sake, but because that's, because this is, this is new information that if you're not utilizing it in the right way or, or enough, you're going to fall behind. And it seems like the Rockies are there. It seems like they fall behind the curve on that. And um, so to compare it, to say the Dodgers didn't do anything, and, and I've, people are like, you know, well, there were, there were one game back of the Dodgers. I've had so many debates with people about this. There were one, you know, they, they, they lost a tiebreaker to the Dodgers last year for the NOS. And I'm like, that's because the Dodgers should have won 100 games and they won 90. 
It's not, it's not, you know, the team itself is that team was good enough to win more than a hundred games in 2018. They just didn't, whether it was because of injury, they underperformance guys who should have performed better, didn't perform up to what they were supposed to do. All of those things put together, they lost Corey Seager, you know, all those things put together, um, created a situation where the Dodgers had to fight for their lives. Um, they had to fight or fight for their um, division title with the Rockies uh, to that last game. And very exciting for Colorado. That's great, you know, because you got to play the game. you got to see what happens. you got to see what's it, – it's not just projections. But when you go and say that the Dodgers didn't really do anything, so why, why should we have to do anything? That's because you're not the Dodgers, bottom line. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, Rockies fans wish they were. Don't get me Absolutely. wrong. They do, you know. Yeah. But, but uh, unfortunately – uh, I, I share a lot of your, your thoughts and everything else about next year and where we're going. And, and I know a lot of our readers are saying, well, surely they'll do something in the offseason. Surely they'll be fine somebody to eat Daniel Murphy's contract. Surely. And I keep going, I wouldn't count on it. I really, yeah, I mean, there's, I think there's an idea that, um, and, and there's good reason for having this idea that <clears throat> teams are always, um, um, always spinning forward you know, to the next thing and trying to improve and trying to try and do the things. And I'm not saying the Rockies aren't, but the Rockies, the Rockies, Rockies need something drastic. They need something big yeah. um, that they don't have. And, and you know, uh, if you don't have that, you know, yes, Daniel Murphy had, was hurt. Yes. Jeff Reidich was very, um, was very blunt about his, um, yes. <laughs> feelings about Daniel Murphy's season. But, um, Daniel Murphy wasn't going to be the, be the drastic change that, that, that this team needed even last off season, you know, was there complacency because they were one game behind the Dodgers. It, it seems like there might've been yeah. um, where the shit, where the, what they ought to have been doing is saying, well, we got lucky. We better retool. We better figure this thing out um, this year to get even better so that we can be there again next year. And that's not what they did. No. Obviously what they did was they brought back most, you know, they, they subtracted DJ and they added Murphy and a few minor things here and there and pretty much the same roster other than that. That's what I think they're going to do again. And if they do that again, I, I, I can't see how they don't have similar results to this year, as in you're going to finish in at best in third place. And the other thing too, is outside the giants, I don't see any other teams in the National League West regressing. I see them moving forward. The Padres are, are reportedly, um, are reportedly thinking about Steven Strasburg. And, you know, this is kind of – I just talked to somebody two days ago about this who was a Padres fan, and I said, you know what, it's been a long time for them. They haven't won a World Series, I know. But you know what, they are – it looks to me like they're following the, uh, the Cubs' blueprint from 2014 through 16, where they have a world-class farm system of stacked with position players galore, not – Machado, though he didn't play like it last year on the on at third base. This team is putting it together. They're moving forward. They're a couple of years yep. away yet, but they're moving forward. The Dodgers aren't going anywhere. And the Dodgers, I mean, if they were if they were World Series or bust this year, after what happened to them now, it's gonna be really interesting to see how they come out of the gate in 2020. Uh, and then um, you know, the Arizona Diamondbacks, you know, they're they're, they're hanging around. They proved they can win without their superstars. Absolutely. Um, and their and their um, farm system is not bad. So when you got to look at what's happening around you and what's happening around you, plus what you're, it seems like you're doing leads to one answer. And that's like fourth place. I think. I, I do too. And I hate to say that. And, and I know a lot of Rockies fans are, you know, already not excited about 2020 for lack of a yeah. better term, you know, well, and, and that, yeah. 
yeah. And it's hard to say, well, here's why you should be, uh, you know, other than maybe a return from Brendan Rogers and maybe, yeah. you know, Mac takes that next step. Like you said, there's a, there's a lot of hope built in. And I think Nick Grove said that at one point and yeah. it really does feel that way. Well, yeah. And, and, you know, it, it, I didn't know it was going to work out this way, but you know, part of the excitement for me and, and the fun I've had writing this book about the bombers yeah. is because, you know, this um, 2020 is 25 years. So um, it, I think it's just an exciting um, thing to put out there now because I know that Rockies fans are, are grasping for something. They're looking for something because um, the current situation doesn't look great, but um, that doesn't mean that you can't celebrate, you know, one of the more exciting times in Rockies history and, and right at the, basically at the beginning of the franchise. And that's what I want to bring out for this as, you know, next season, you know, wh however it goes for the Rockies, um, I hope that the Rockies will consider doing a reunion of those guys, especially since it's also the 25th anniversary of, the, of Coors Field. Um, it just, everything kind of worked out timing wise for that. Uh, Larry Walker is on his final ballot, you know, hopefully, you know, the book's only going to be out for, you know, a couple of weeks before, or maybe a month and a half before the ballots are due, but I hope it makes a difference um, for some people. And, and um, you know, that's, that's the hope, but I, it, it was kind of exciting for me to write this for various reasons. But one of them, when I saw where the Rockies were going this year, I was like, well, maybe this will kind of, um, you know, lift some spirits come holiday season. And yep. then be Well, I, I can't wait to read it. I know you've done, uh, I, you know, knowing you, I know the thoroughness and the excellent writing that will be in there and all the stories that you got to share. So certainly encouraging, uh, encouraging all the Rockies fans, check out Manny's book, uh, November 18th, the Blake Street Bombers. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. And if you want to get ramped up for a Walker uh, Hall of Fame run, no better way to do it. So Manny, thanks so much for joining, man. I really do appreciate it. Thank you. This has been great, Kevin, as always. And I really hey. appreciate you having me on. Hey, thanks, brother. Well, thanks to all of you for listening as well. We'll be back with another episode of the Rocks Power Rockies Report very soon. Uh, hey, you can make a difference with the Walker Hall of Fame push. Just make sure you're using hashtag WalkerHOF out there on social media, and let's get the word out that this guy deserves a place in Cooperstown. So until then, till the next time that we talk, hey, go Rockies. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.